Welcome back to another episode of the Off the Books podcast. I am once again Mr. Brandon Humerick. Today I shall call myself... I don't know. I'm going to be the staff hero today, okay? (laughs) Okay. Here with my lovely co-host, Miss Taylor. Hello, hello. We will call you the knife-throwing hero. I love that name. (laughs) I will take knife thrower all day, er day. So, as we are heroes today, Mm -hmm. we have been summoned to another world. Hell yeah. So, originally, we were going to go with a different book this week, but because the two of us had not gotten too far into it, and there's a lot of information to cover in that book, I decided to call an audible at the last moment, (laughs) as I texted Taylor yesterday and said, Omaha, Omaha! And she texted me back like I was an absolute insane person. But for those who know, they know. It is a Peyton Manning reference. Yeah, I think my direct quote from that text was, What in the fuck, Knuckles? Yes, that's exactly what it was, actually. So, today, we will be doing the very first volume of Rising of a Shield Hero, by Aneko Yusaki. Ooh. Yusakai. I'm excited. I'm not sure how to pronounce that last name. Okay. So, uh, this is a really good series, in my opinion, as well as it's an amazing anime series. As I was just telling you, the second season just came out. It was one of the biggest shows of the spring season. Mm-hmm. And uh, fans seem to react really well to it. Yeah, I actually, since you said that, I I do want to take a look at the the actual anime and see what it's about after this episode. So I'm excited. Yeah. So, shall we dive in? We shall. Okay. Please lead the way. Let's ingress. Let's let's ingress. (laughs) (laughs) So, Naofumi Iwatani is an uncharismatic otaku who spends his days on games and manga, suddenly finds himself summoned to a parallel universe. He discovers he is one of the four heroes equipped with legendary weapons and tasked with saving the world from its prophesied destruction. As the shield hero, the weakest of the heroes, all is not as it seems. Naofumi is soon alone, penniless, and betrayed. With no one to turn to and nowhere to run, he is left with his, with only his shield. Now, Naofumi must rise to become the legendary shield hero and save the world. Ooh. It's kind of a... Being, being a shield hero is a little odd. Yes. It's a little odd because he can't use other weapons. Yeah. So he can only use his shield. Well, I mean, Captain America didn't. Yeah, but he also had the Asp America. He did. And in, I think it was the Gray Man, he has a perfect line that says, I got shot in the ass, Suzanne. That is a great movie. I have not seen it. I just came in to work and Deanna was like, I got shot in the ass, Suzanne. And I said, what the fuck are you talking about, girl? And she was like, you you haven't seen Chris Chris Evans get shot in the ass? Oh, that 
that movie is fantastic. Your sister and I watched it, and this is we, we are digressing away for we a are. second. Ryan Gosling and Chris Evans in that movie are mm-hmm. excellent. Yeah, I'm excited. And actually, so is Billy Bob Thornton. Really? Yes. Yeah. Chris Evans is a fucking psycho in that movie. Yeah, but he was also kind of a psycho in Knives Out, and I loved him in Knives Out. But in The Great Man, he had a perfectly groomed mustache. That was on me. I I hit the charger out of the wall. I can see that. (laughs) Sorry to everybody. I could see it, hear it, and I kind of felt it. I felt that too in my soul. Okay, well, since we degressed Mm -hmm. for a moment there, let's ingress. Let's ingress once again. Yes. So, this is one of the first ones where I'm actually going to be breaking it down chapter by chapter. I'm so excited. Yes. So, in the first chapter. Now Fumi Iwatani generally explains his life as a college sophomore prior to his summoning. He says that because of his habits and lifestyle choices, which were formed because of his parents spoiling him, he was a disappointment of a son, therefore his parents shifted their efforts into raising his younger brother properly. During Naofumi's brother's rebellious phase, the family fell into chaos. Naofumi was able to save his family by introducing his younger brother to otaku culture, which ended his rebellious phase. Because of this, Naofumi's parents were quite thankful and proceeded to spoil him even more. In his excessive free time, when his allowance was running low, Naofumi would visit the used bookstore and library to pass the time. Hey, he's a reader. My question is, is his backstory yours? I've been meaning to tell you something. I was about to say, this story seems extremely familiar from a guy I know. I don't have a brother, but my name is Naofumi. I knew it. (laughs) I saw it on your birth certificate one day, and I was like, that's weird. So, in the library, he discovered an old-looking book with the title, The Records of the Four Holy Weapons. The book tells a story about a fantasy world that was being attacked by waves of great destruction. The people thus summoned heroes from another world to save them. After the story was shifting to the shield hero, Naofumi starts feeling dizzy and his his consciousness slipped away. Hmm. Yes. So he blacked out or he just was daydreaming? We don't know. I don't know. He could have died for all I know. Holy shit. Okay. This is darker. This is one of the few, like, isekais where where Truck-Kun does not make an appearance. Okay. I was explaining Truck-Kun to your sister the other day, and she goes, what do you mean Truck-Kun? And I was like, they're trucks that show up in a lot of isekai that kill the main character at the very beginning. (laughs) It's kind of like every Disney movie. (laughs) All the parents die. Like, why do you have to have your parents die to go on a great adventure? Even Bambi's mom died. I know. <laughs> and, then, and then he met, uh, well, no, he met Thumper before his mom died. But they still had such a good time. Mm. Which is whatever. Not nearly drunk enough to have a conversation this dark yet. Me either. You know, this. Is, I'm a weird kid. I used to love Bambi strictly because... The mother dies? No, not because the oh, mother okay. dies, but 
going to say, that's kind of dark, but it all right. It is dark, but no, the fact that her death scene was just so well done. Okay. And so short. It was great. Well. You didn't have time to grieve. You just moved on. And now he's an adult. Okay. Anyways. Welcome to my life. <laughs> oh, God. Please continue. <laughs> so I'm just going to go ahead and proceed by saying this. After each chapter that I read through, mm-hmm. this is that will is when we will stop and kind of process the information that you've just received. Because you, by me calling this Audible, you have never heard of this. Mm-mm. You've never read it. Nope. You are processing this information for the very first time. Yes, indeed. And I've had a few. So I don't know how well I process things. Um, I did go off into Bambi's mom dying tantrum. So we'll see. Okay. So after awakening, Naofumi found himself in an unfamiliar room with three other people who also didn't know what was going on. Now equipped with a shield, he learned that he was summoned as a hero to this world to save them. After moving to the throne room and hearing the story of the world from the king, the heroes introduced themselves. Hearing about the experience restriction when fighting together, they decide on forming their own parties. So it's a fairly straightforward second chapter. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Like parties, like... Think of adventuring parties. Like in a fantasy novel. Okay. Okay. Because the closer in proximity that these four heroes are, the less experience that they will gain. Yes, so this is the thing. The four of them need to work together to defeat these waves of destruction, but they can't train together because it will limit the experience that each of them gain. Is it because they're all the same rank? They're all starting base level level one. Okay. Okay, that makes sense. So they fight with, or they train with higher ranked... I don't remember an experience, this being explained in detail. Okay. But how I would say it is, the people that they are with are not... Well, I guess they are gaining levels. So never mind. What I was just about to say is completely null and void. Gotcha. Okay. In the chamber, the heroes discussed their worlds... And concluded that they are from a. Each of them came from a different version of Japan. So now it's throwing the idea of parallel universes already in. Yeah, I, I thought I caught that different parallel. Yes, they are all from different versions of Japan. The other heroes mentioned that all of them died before being transported to this world, thus leaving now Fumi as the odd one for being transported after reading a book. Hearing that the other heroes already had a firm grasp of this world's game-like mechanics due to having experienced playing video games with similar settings in their own world, Naofumi asked them to teach him a bit. Motoyasu told him that in the game he knows, the shield class was a useless class. He said that the shield was unusable in the early game, was usable in the early game, but fell off at higher levels. The other heroes gave similar opinions. Still, Naofumi was excited about the upcoming adventures. So he's getting help from the other people. 
he's getting advice from them because basically all of them so there's there's a shield hero which is now fumi mm -hmm. there's a spear hero which is motoyasu i love that name motoyasu yeah the I, it just rolls there is uh ren who is the sword hero and ren is a knockoff kirito from sword art online oh okay and then there is the bow hero whose name completely escapes me right now so why do you say knockoff of Sword Art? Sword Art. Did this come out after or before? Yes. Oh. The anime definitely came out afterwards, and I'm fairly sure the light novel did as well. Mm. Um, let me let me look real quick. Don't mind my typing. I mind actually. I know you do. Don't judge me. I always mind. If I don't judge him, people. I mean, his girlfriend will, but if I don't, who who will? The very first volume of, of Sword Art Online came out in 2009. Okay. And the very first... This came out... 2013. Yeah, that is a knockoff. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, the next day, now Fumi and the other heroes assemble in the chamber... Where the adventures, where the adventurers get to choose their hero to party with. To Naofumi's confusion, none chose to party up with him. In the end, a girl named Mine decided to switch to Naofumi. After receiving 800 pieces of silver, Naofumi and Mine decided to buy some equipment. In the weapon store, they met the owner, who mentioned seeing Mine before. Because of the restriction to the legendary shield. Now Fumi couldn't buy any couldn't buy another weapon, so he decided to purchase chainmail. So basically, they brought this big group of adventurers in that had been training basically for this moment their whole lives. Mm -hmm. And then gave them the, all of them had the option to to team up with whoever they wanted. Gotcha. M mine had originally teamed up with Motoyasu, the spear hero. Mm -hmm. And then after Now Fumi kind of protested and was like, what the fuck? She was like, well, I guess I'll go with him. It's kind of like being picked last in uh, kickball. Yes. He it's was, a shitty feeling. He was the last pick. Yeah, it's a shitty feeling. Yeah. It's like, I have a big foot. I'll, I can kick that ball far. Yeah. I can throw this fucking sword, uh, shield far. Yeah. Let and, me do it. And mine was a magic user. I think she also used a sword, but she was mainly a magic user. I like her already. Mm, you won't. <laughs> <laughs> Me every time I tell somebody to read Akatar. Oh, I love Tamlin. You won't. <laughs> Just give it the second book. <laughs> Exiting the castle, they decide to practice battling against the beginner monster's orange balloons. They are literally orange. They're literally these orange balloons okay. with teeth. <laughs> what? Wait, wait, can you pop these balloons? Yes, that's how they die. You pop them. <laughs> <laughs> that is the trashiest villain i've ever heard of hold on, hold on. i gotta see if i can fucking find this shit oh god who we're... has a villain that you fucking pop is it like the dirty bubble from spongebob um that's what of, i'm imagining kind of hold on hold on i gotta i gotta pull this shit up so you can fucking see what they look like <laughs> That's so upsetting. Okay, come here. 
that's what they look like. That is uh, people. <laughs> I I suggest you look that up because that is truly and literally the dirty bubble from SpongeBob. Uh, that is the dirty bubble from SpongeBob. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It's just orange instead of brown. Exactly. <laughs> I, oh my God, just get SpongeBob in that realm and he would have that thing wiped out in seconds. And I say that with full confidence because he'd even know that a sharp pen could pop the dirty bubble and he just wanted an autograph. After five minutes of punching an orange balloon, now now Fumi finally beat it, receiving one EXP. He's just sitting. He's just sitting there, just wailing on this son of a bitch. Oh, that's the best sentence ever. Oh my god. I'm putting. That's gonna be my new Instagram like bio. After after five minutes of punching an orange balloon, I got one at EXP. I will get a husband so quickly. (laughs) Ooh, that should be on my Tinder bio. (laughs) After punching an orange balloon for five minutes, I gained one EXP. Oh, God. Seeing Ren beating three monsters with one strike, Naofumi assumed he had close to zero amount of attack and very high defense. He discovers that he could absorb the orange balloon loot, but still hadn't collected enough to unlock the next shield. After fighting until evening, they decide to head back. So with Naofumi's shield, he can absorb materials, and those will give him more shields. I'm still laughing about the beating up a balloon. (laughs) Returning to the weapon shop, they decide to buy some equipment for mine. After haggling with the owner a bit, Naofumi mentions that he likes doing business. He explains that in online games, he would always buy things cheaply as buy things cheaply as possible to resell them more expensive. He would also find it easy to haggle with others. After arriving at an inn and booking two rooms, they decided to eat a meal. Mine offers Naofumi to drink wine, but Naofumi declines. He explains that he really didn't like to drink because he, nev- he never got drunk, and thus developing a distaste for alcohol. Poor bastard. <laughs> At the next, I have a taste for alcohol. You have a taste right now. Yeah, it's pretty damn good. If I do say so myself. At the next morning, Naofumi finds himself only wearing his underclothes and missing the chainmail in his money pouch. Concluding that he was robbed, he decided to report it to mine, but couldn't find her in her room. Suddenly, castle knights approached him and dragged him forcibly to the castle. Forcefully, not forcibly. No, I heard you. It's just crazy. Mm-hmm. Kind of like we're going to pull forcefully pull Danielle down here. Basically. Gotcha. Still in his underwear, oh. they arrive at the castle. <laughs> now Fumi discovers mine hiding be- behind Motoyasu, who was also wearing his chain mail. Mine then claims that Naofumi raped her last night, forcing himself onto her. She then started to run out of the room and met Motoyasu. 
Motoyasu then tells him he met mine who started who started running to him and giving him the chainmail after everyone started to call him as guilty and mine mocking him without anyone noticing. Now Fumi started to understand what was happening. He could feel his hate which was building up inside building itself up and started claiming that Motoyasu planned with mine to rob him. He then questioned himself why should he fight for people who didn't even trust him. After finding out that there was no way to send him back, the king decides that he would still need to fight against the waves. Losing his respect, trust, and most of his money, Naofumi thus left the castle, throwing his remaining money to Motoyasu. Hmm. Mine's a bitch. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Trying to process that all. Yeah, she falsely accused him of rape. Yeah. Here's the thing. I hate rapists and I hate false accus- accusers. As should everybody. But that pisses me off, man. If he didn't do it, you're just trying to get a little get him get him out of there. Oh, they definitely were. Yeah. For mm. sure. It's rude. I believe that we will find there's going to be more reason why as we go. Okay. After a week, while passing by his shop, Naofumi met the weapon shop owner. Because he heard the news about Naofumi, he wanted to smack him, but decided to let it be. Upon seeing Naofumi's expression, he then tossed him a bag of cheap clothes and tells Naofumi he can pay him back later. Naofumi then decides to fight again in the field. After leveling up and unlocking two new shields, he decided to sell his loot. After solving some problems with a merchant using an orange balloon hidden under his cape, he he sold his loot and decided to eat. He wasn't able to taste anything, though. The next day, he unlocked some new shields and used the leaf shield to collect herbs. After selling them, he had a meal at a restaurant. During his meal, a few adventurers started to harass him. After taking a balloon from his cape and throwing it, on to, <laughs> throwing it onto the man's face, he paid for the meal and left. So because, so he can't, he has no attack power. So what he does is he gets these balloons to bite him. Yes, because they're not doing any damage to him because his defense is so high. So he, they get, he gets them to bite him, and then he walks around with a cape on, like a like a cloak. <laughs> And they're under them. So when people start to piss him off, he just takes one that's like biting on his fucking ribs and just throws it at him. Yeah. I want to do that so bad. He's a fucking genius. That is genius. I mean, if it can't hurt you. Yeah. That is a man that is using the resources that are provided to him. (laughs) (laughs) No matter how how menial they may be. Oh, I wish I had that power now. That that seems pretty cool. It seemed lame in the beginning. Now I'm like, mm, that that I will take that. Uh, now Fumi eventually reached level four, but felt depressed that he didn't do any damage on the monsters. Then a strange man appeared before him, revealing himself as a slave trader, and suggesting him to buy a slave. 
He invited Naofumi to his shop and told him about the beastmen, demi-humans, and the discrimination of them in the kingdom. Afterwards, he showed Naofumi a level 75 werewolf. Naofumi, understanding the trader's intentions, asked about the other slaves. The slave trader showed him three other slaves. Naofumi asked why the Tanuki slave was so cheap. The slave trader answered that the girl is being plagued by panic attacks. Naofumi decided to buy her nonetheless and paid for and pay for her. After the slave registration ceremony, Naofumi asked her name. After hearing her name, Raptalia, they left the, left the shop. Raptalia is one of my favorite fucking characters in this entire series. Why does the name sound like reptile? I can understand you saying that. So a, I'll say this as well. Do you know what a tanuki is? I cannot say I do. Tanukis are like Japanese raccoons. <laughs> That's cute. So she's a raccoon girl. That's so cute. Yeah. And okay. She, and she's like, a, she's actually like a little fucking kid at the beginning of this. Yes. Wait. And she's a slave? Yes. She has a very, very tragic backstory. I also feel bad that I discriminated against kids being slaves, but that just is so fucked up. Yes, that spe- anybody is. Well, it, it, in slavery is allowed in this in this kingdom. What? And the beast men and demi humans are all discriminated against. <laughs> so there's a difference between beast men and demi humans. Demi okay. demi humans are like Raptalia. They have few human characteristics. They look human, but they mm-hmm. have a few animal characteristics are about them. Like she has tanuki ears and a tail. But like the werewolf that he saw was a full-blown fucking werewolf. That's a beastman. It, would it be wrong to like play with the tail? Like is that wrong? Like is that like not allowed? If she consents to it. No, but like that would obviously she consented but like would it look weird to other people if i'm just petting this huge fluffy tail connected to that's probably something you do in the privacy of your own home that's what i thought yeah probably so weird i not want to do that in public (laughs) that's what i do to aggie i just (laughs) pet her big ass tail (laughs) it's so floofy they visited the weapon shop and purchased a knife for raptalia then Naofumi commanded that she should stab an orange balloon he pulled out from under his cape. After she killed the balloon, Naofumi was bewildered that he, too, was getting getting experience. And he concluded that mine had never had the intention to join his party. Because they never formed a party. Mm. She was essentially just following him around. Gotcha. But with Raptali becoming a slave... She was automatically added to his party as a slave. Mm-hmm. After leaving the shop, they decided to eat a meal. Upon seeing Raptalia staring at another kid, another child, with his kid's meal, he ordered her the same meal and himself the cheapest one. Still not tasting anything, Naofumi allowed Raptalia to eat, who started eating her meal barehanded and finding her meal great. Nice one. I know. Tasted like pizza and buffalo chicken dip. That. Mixed with a little bit of Miller Lite. Sounds 
If anyone from Miller Lite is out there listening to this um, and would like to help sponsor the show, we do tend to drink it often while we are doing this. So we drink it almost. We drink it every time. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Sometimes copious amounts. Anyway. <laughs> I wouldn't say co- copious amounts. Well. Say a I don't shit know. Ton. There, there was there was one episode where like we were I was like sober when we started and by the end I was like half kicked in the ass. Oh, we got <laughs> drunk very fast. Um, they finished their meals, and went to the fields. After fighting against red balloons, Raptalia <laughs> reached level two, and now Fumi unlocked a new shield. After Raptalia asked him how he was able to change his shield, now Fumi told her that he is the shield hero. In the evening, after fighting against other types of monsters and unlocking new shields, Naofumi created medicine and gave it to Raftalia, who was coughing repeatedly. After eating a meal, Naofumi told her to go to sleep. Naofumi then experienced, experimented with his shield when suddenly Raftalia started to scream during her sleep. Naofumi thus held her close, trying to calm her down. Because of the scream, monsters were attacked, attracted, so now Fumi had to deal with them, thus getting a little amount of sleep. After Raftalia awoke, finding herself in now Fumi's arms, he told her he would take a nap and that she should eat the leftovers. So they had been staying out in the field, essentially camping, mm-hmm. while they trained, and her night terrors attracted monsters. Poor thing. Yes. What's the difference between... A red balloon and an orange balloon besides the color. Strength. Red balloons are stronger than orange balloons. You see how this is comical, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. They are also they are essentially the slimes of most games. Where slimes are normally your weakest monsters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the balloons are in this game. Or in this show. Book. What kicked your series. ass tonight? Balloons. Yeah. It's like, yo, did you hear that Danny died in the fields the other day? What did he run what did he run into? Red balloons. Red balloons. Really got him good. It's like he was just walking along humming that song, you know, ninety nine red balloons. Ninety nine red balloons actually showed up and they beat the shit out of him. What did you have as his at his funeral? Just orange balloons. Nothing crazy. <laughs> We didn't want to insult the guy. <laughs> it's like, did you bring him a gift for his for his for his funeral? Yeah, I got him this balloon. You got him a balloon. <laughs> a balloon? Yeah, it says get well soon. <laughs> you got that for his funeral? Yes. Maybe that doesn't make a lot of sense, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Oh. God. Oh, that kills me. Who killed him? Oh, red balloon. Nothing crazy. So. Okay. Okay. <laughs> We're done with the balloon talk. <laughs> I was about to say, I, I can't. <laughs> Not a lot more about balloons I can say. <laughs> they went to the town, sold the medicine, and then purchased some crafting tools. Because now Fumi saw Raftalia staring at a kid who was playing with a ball, he bought a ball for Raftalia. That's sweet. Does it look like a balloon? 
actually in the show. It's like an orangish shade. (laughs) (laughs) I just want to say, he's still carrying the balloons around with him on his fucking body. Still. (laughs) Crazy. They then went to a forest and fought against egg-like monsters and thus unlocking new shields. These monsters are bonkers, I'm aware. It's not even that funny. <laughs> I've just been drinking. <laughs> Back in the town, they sold their loot, bought something to eat, and went to an inn. After paying for a room, Raftalia started playing outside. When Naofumi then saw how some other kids started hassle- harassing Raftalia for her race and wanted to take her ball by force, he stopped them saying that the ball was his. Because the kids didn't want to stop, because the kids didn't want to stop, he decided to punish them, pulling a balloon and letting it bite the kid before they ran away. What? <laughs> I told you he's still carrying them around. Does he get the balloons back to like yeah. get back on him? Yes. That was a joke. But does he do that? Yes. Absolutely. I am it's like not... Nerf guns. He just goes and picks up the, the he ones just he just re-ups shot. his ammo. What the fuck, man? <laughs> I don't like this kid. There's something about him. I, probably the balloons that just don't go. Now Fumi at this point is in a really fucked up state. He thought he was coming to this world to become a hero. And then literally every single person that he encountered turned on him. To the point that he had to get a slave to basically someone to fight for him. And the only reason... (coughs) Excuse me. The only reason that he trusts her is because she is a slave. And she has a slave crest on her. Meaning that she she cannot attack him or anything like that. And she has to obey everything that he says. If she tries to resist against what he says... It will hurt the the crest will hurt her. The fuck. Yes. That's fucked up. That's fucked up. Yes. That's fucked up. That's all I can say. To like me. he has gone through some shit to this point. The fact that he wanted a a thing that a person that will get harmed if they disobey. Yeah. Because he's been hurt that many times. No, and he, but here's the thing. He tells her early because it won't, like, when they first go to fight, she doesn't want to fight the balloon. She's Mm -hmm. afraid of it. Yeah. Which any child would be. Of course. We're all afraid of balloons. It's a monster. Yeah, I know. But, and he tells her that she has to do it and it starts to shock her and he stops ordering her. Like, he protects her. Okay. When they're fighting. Okay. I mean, as long as he's not purposefully giving orders for her to get hurt. This is actually right here when it, where, where it is. Okay. Continue. Yes. Back in the field, a rabbit-like monster appeared. Because they hadn't fought against the animal-like monster before, Raftalia had some hesitation killing something. Which was, tr- which was truly alive and would be bleeding. 
after Naofumi told her that he would be fighting against the waves and she wouldn't be of use like that, Ralph Talia was able to kill the monster. They then cooked a meal before Ralph Talia went to sleep. After Naofumi pr practiced compounding a bit, Ralph Talia awoke and was hungry again, so he let her eat the rest of the meat. So she started to get hurt by the crest when she hesitated. And he explained to her, he was like, I have to fight these waves. Mm -hmm. I, I can't fight for myself. I can only defend. Yeah. This is while he's fending off this monster so it won't attack her. Mm -hmm. He's like, I need you to be strong to help me do this. And she has this resolve come over her and she's able to do it. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Back in the town, they decide to go to the weapon shop when Ralph Talia's stomach was rumbling again. Because they just ate, now Fumi wondered how many times she would have to eat. In the weapon shop, they purchased a sword for Ralph Talia. Now Fumi also got a whetstone, which he let the, sword, the shield absorb, unlocking the sharpening shield. To test the new shield, the owner gave him a rusty old sword. He then suggested them to visit a cave on the other side of the forest. So a whetstone is a... a it's a stone that's used to sharpen blades. Okay. Yes. Like like manually. Mm -hmm. While traveling to the cave, Naofumi found new tools, which he absorbed into the shield, unlocking the pickaxe shield and the rope shield. In the cave, they found footprints of dog-like monsters. They encountered the dog on top of a waterfall when suddenly Raftalia started screaming after seeing the monster. When the dog tried to jump at her, Naofumi jumped into the waterfall with Raftalia in his arms. After getting out of the water, Raftalia told Naofumi about her past, that her village was destroyed by the waves, and that her parents saved her by pushing her from a cliff, but were killed by the monsters. They then killed the dog, and Naofumi started mining and unlocked, unlocking new shields. So Raftalia lived in a village that was full of demi-humans within mm -hmm. the kingdom. Um, like the lord of the area was very good to the demi-humans and unfortunately the soldiers didn't protect her village so she her parents she watched her parents get slaughtered Aww. they threw her from a cliff into the ocean to save her from being eaten like they were holy shit and Later on, you find out that the soldiers eventually do show up to the village. Damn. And the soldiers are the ones that capture her and many other people in the village and sell them into slavery. I just, I want to take her. I just want to keep her safe. I just want to, like, I just want to, I yes. want to give her a good hug. Yeah. She deserves it. What a poor thing. Raftalia is one of, like, the best girls. I love her. A week later, Naofumi unlocked the skill Shield Prison and the Needle Shield and was also able to attack. Raftalia then persuaded Naofumi to buy new equipment for him, who was feeling like she was getting cheeky. He thought she was getting a little too big for her britches. <laughs> 
I thought that's what you were saying, and I'm like, what the fuck is he actually? Oh, God. (laughs) So is he trying to act as, like, the big brother to this? He sees himself, He's especially after she tells him everything that goes on, he sees himself as he has to act like her father. Okay, so he sees himself as a father figure, not... I was afraid it was going in a wrong direction. Mm-hmm. Where he was like, <laughs> you're going to be my wife in 10 years come. Oh, okay. Like, I was afraid it was going in that direction. Got you. But now that he thinks of himself as a father at figure, that makes me much more content with yeah. this story. So back in the weapon shop, the owner praised Raftalia that she had become a fine young woman. Now Fumi, not understanding why everyone around him was a lolicon, pedophile. Gotcha. Someone that's that's attracted to young girls. For um, for lowering the prices when seeing Ralph Talia, so he didn't understand why this dude was lowering the prices, saying that she was such a beauty. He's like, she's a fucking little girl. Yeah. Uh, ordered a new piece of armor for him for him. The owner wanted to explain it to him, but Raftalia stopped him. At the restaurant, Naofumi wanted to order the kids' meal for Raftalia, but she stopped him and ordered the same meal as Naofumi. She just wants to be like him. Yeah, she's like, I'm an adult. Like, I'm I'm growing up. I'm a woman now. Yes. Aww. They picked up the barbarian armor, which is the armor set that he had made for. Mm-hmm. For him. It's a custom armor set. Ooh. Um, so they picked up the barbarian armor at the weapon shop when the owner told them about the dragon hourglass. At the dragon hourglass, they met Motoyasu at, with his companions. When Naofumi wanted to leave, he also met Itsuki. Itsuki is the bow hero. Okay. That's what his name is. Okay. Itsuki in Ren. I like that name, Itsuki. Yeah. To release his anger, he started punching balloons in the field. <laughs> Raftalia. I don't think it'll ever get old. <laughs> Raftalia wanted to ask what had happened to him, whereupon Naofumi said she could just ask at the bar. Because everyone knew. Sorry, I'm still thinking about the balloons. Okay. Interesting. Before they were transported to the wave, Raftalia said her thanks to him that he had taught her how to live and that she would be his sword staying by his side. They were then transported to Ryute. Or Ryute. The other heroes who ignored the town ran towards the cracks in the sky and Naofumi then decided to help the town. So the waves are these giant cracks that open up in the sky and then monsters come pouring through them. Okay. And there's always like a boss monster of every wave. Okay. And once you can defeat that, the wave will stop. So these waves, they've actually got, they know when the waves are going to come because of these hourglasses. Uh-huh. They, they tell you how long it's going to be until then. And then once... The wave comes, you and your entire party are transported to the location where the wave is coming. 
Oh. Yes. So you have no say. Correct. You kind of have to be there if you're one of the four heroes or a party member of theirs. Damn. So, so that means his theoretical adopted slave daughter. Yes, Raftali is there with him. She'll be. Yeah, he and Raftalia are are deci- decided there to help the town. Raftalia yeah. was one of the one of the people that was like, "Now, Fumi, we have to help them. No one else is." Mm. And actually, she calls him Mister Now, Fumi. That's her father. In the town, Naofumi helped the villagers when fighting a giant zombie, suddenly a fire spell was cast into them. The knights aimed at the zombies, ignoring that Naofumi and Raftalia were in their range. So the knights had shown up at this point because they okay. were left behind at the capital. Mm-hmm. After a few hours, the town was evacuated and the wave was stopped. The heroes were invited to the castle at the banquet Motoyasu suddenly challenged Naofumi to a duel, claiming that he had heard everything about Raftalia. So Motoyasu basically thinks that Naofumi is forcing her to fight because she is a slave. Mm-hmm. When he's not. Yeah. Basically, he challenges him to a duel, saying that if he wins, Raftalia will be freed. And if Naofumi wins, he doesn't get anything. Gotcha. Because they're like, there's no way that Naofumi could win against the spear hero. He can't mm-hmm. even attack. Mm-hmm. During the fight, Naofumi started using the balloons he had hidden inside <laughs> his cape and then the two-headed black dog shield and was thus starting to get an advantage. Then Mine started to attack Naofumi from outside and Motoyasu was thus able to free himself and won the duel. So mine cheated Damn. for Motoyasu. Damn. Mine is the biggest bitch ever. I just hate cheaters. Yeah. Yeah. So. Now Fumi complained that he was attacked by mine, but no one stood out for him. It is revealed that mine is the daughter of the king. So she's a princess. And her, that her real name is Malti. Now Fumi thus concluded that everyone was everything was planned by the king and his daughter, and was able to unlock the Curse Shield series with his hatred. They then released Raftalia from her slave status, but she ran towards Now Fumi, assuring them that Now Fumi didn't abuse her. Now Fumi then noticed that Raftalia was no longer a small child. Raftalia explained to him that demi-humans grow with their levels and that she would be his slave again if only if he could only trust slaves. Ren and Itsuki then went to Motoyasu telling him that he lost the match by breaking the rules. They told him that they saw how Malti, Malti attacked Naofumi. As thanks to Raftalia, he kissed her head, kissed her on the cheeks misunderstood her response as rude and decided he wouldn't do it again because she like pushed him away Mm. and was furiously blushing she likes him yes but that's supposed to be her father she doesn't see it that way obviously she doesn't see it that way but he sees it that way because until this point he had only seen her as a small child 
even though she was growing. Mm-hmm. So she's like his age now. Now that she has gained levels, she's essentially evolved. But I also feel like that doesn't encompass like the years you've been on Earth. You know what I mean? Well, this is not Earth. Well, you know what I mean. Yes. Like the years that you're alive. I don't care how many times you've leveled up to look older or be quote unquote older. You're still what? Five. But ten. this is the thing. She looked like she was 10. Now she's... She wasn't. She wasn't 10. No. She just looked like that because she hadn't leveled. Got you. Okay. She was actually a teenager. Okay. And that was like makes 17, it better. 17 or 18. Okay. That makes it better. I was about to say, if she actually is like 10 years old, but now looks like 25, like that's fucked up. Right. So that's how the book ends. Oh. Well, there's there's an epilogue here as well. Okay. The next morning, Naofumi decided to call the king trash and multi-bitch <laughs> and, and motoyasu clown. He then noticed that he was able to taste food again. Oh. Because there is now someone in this world that actually cares about him. That's so sweet. Yes. That might make me cry. Yeah. That's very sweet. So that is Rising of the Shield Hero Volume 1. For not knowing anything about it or watching it or anything like that, I would would give it a read. Oh, it's very good. Yeah. It's very good. And as I just said, they just released the 22nd volume in Japan, so there's a lot. You know, I think, so I, I tend to tab some books, like, with certain scenes that I like, or character, like, appearances, or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think I would have orange and red tabs just to show which balloons have made an appearance. Because I think that's funny. This page, the orange balloon appeared. This page, the red balloon appeared. So this is what Raftalia looked like as a when Nafumi first got her. And this that's is what a child. That's what she looks like now. I tap that. <laughs> I I now I understand. I understand. Fullheartedly. I understand. Um, I don't think it says what her actual age is here. Uh initial age ten. Post-level age, 18 to 20. Yeah. Yeah. So. But yes, I give this book a solid, like, 4-4. Four, four. I, I would give it, from the explanation, 3.5. Yeah. I really, I really enjoy this series. Mm-hmm. I, have, I actually have not finished the second season of the anime yet. So, at some point, I'm just going to binge through, like, the last ten episodes. Yeah, I, I do want to watch the anime now. Yeah. But. It's a good one. Yeah. So, why is your sister calling me? <laughs> oh, my God. I think she's about to walk down here. Yeah, yeah I actually so, told her, too. Do you have any shout-outs for this week? Um, uh, not this week. Okay. Uh, I do not think I have any for this week either. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, I will give a shout out to my boys over there in Manchester, the Manchester United Football Club. 
even though they uh, lost to Real Sociedad the other day, they had one five straight prior to that. So, four straight prior to that. So, that makes me happy. But, you are so damn noisy. Yeah, let me just say, my sister just set out a whole bottle of wine just down on the table. Uh, no, that was, I believe, unopened earlier, but it is half gone now. Half? Yeah. I thought she would have finished it by now. This is the third. Oh, it's her third bottle of wine. That's fun. What? Yes. Sit your ass down. You were going to be a fucking stumbling <laughs> motherfucker later. I can tell. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, next week, what is the book we're doing for next week? Next week, we'll be discussing. Discussing. We're going to be discussing. <laughs> discussing. Uh, Love on the Brain by Allie Hazelwood which I'm really excited about. This is her new release. Uh, and if you remember the name, she was the same one that wrote uh, The Love Hypothesis. So um, if you want, go ahead, buy the book, support her. She's a great author. Um, and, and get prepared for next week to listen to that one. Yeah, and uh, announcement. Announcement. Yes. Whoop, whoop. We have gotten to the point that we have decided we are going to start putting out two episodes a week. Hell yeah, we are. So we're going to be doing one normal episode like this, or mm-hmm. and like when we do... Um, one book episode a week. One book episode a week, and with the success we had with last week's BS episode, <laughs> we're going to be starting to put out more of those, more conversation-based episodes each week. Yeah, I think that helps us get, you know, people get to know us and, yeah. and what we joke about, so... And just how fucked one. we are. We are very fucked up. Yeah, so... Well, like I uh, always say... Thank you for listening. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell your enemies, tell the lizard people, tell the bird people. Tell um, the trolls. Yeah, tell the trolls. Tell them fucking dragons, too. I mean, Hell we yeah. told a couple dragons last week, and it seemed mm-hmm. like we really got a kick from that, you know? We did, yeah. Um, maybe the goat man will make an appearance in a few weeks. I don't know. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, thank you for listening, and like I always say, good night, good morrow, and good morning to you fine folks. Thank you for listening. Bye, y'all.